Hello, dear artist listeners. Welcome to the podcast from artists for artists. Today is a very exciting day to be listening to this episode because it is the first interview episode of this podcast. I'm really excited to be introducing here today all the way from New Zealand, who I used to go to dance school with back in Germany. We studied contemporary dance. And now, as we are all in quarantine life, we thought it would be time to catch up. So Vicky is a really, really kind person. Like anyone, I'm pretty sure anyone just feels really open and ready to talk to her because she's also a very good listener. And what I really love about Vicky and her style of dance is that any piece that she has choreographed so far, it always has like a deeper meaning. It always makes me question what she's trying to say. And as you'll hear later in this podcast is that she actually likes it when people don't truly understand every single part of her choreography, but that there's a little bit of mystique and question in the air. She explains that that dance is really her way to express herself and it's a way of communication for her and helps her to say and show what she really means. But I'll let Vicky tell you more about herself and about what she does. And today we're also really looking into the creative process and how she deals with the creative process, as well as how she deals with blockages and dealing with the question of what does everybody else think about my piece? So sit back, enjoy, and let's start. Uh, hello, Vicky. So nice to have you here in this podcast. Hi, Ola. Thank you for having me today. <laughs> I'm very excited. Yay, cool. Me too. All right. So today we're talking about the creative process and we're talking about you as a dancer and just in general about all of the creative things that you do and how you work with this process. So before we go into all this creativity thing, I would just like to ask you, Vicky, like, what makes you you? Who who are you from your perspective? Okay, so personally, from about the age of four years old when I started dancing to, I'm going to say, the age of 20, I have always considered myself a dancer. And that's just been a huge part of my life. That would be where I went after school. That would be what I kind of was always thinking about. It was the things that were going through my head when I was about to fall asleep, when I was on the bus to go to school. I always had dance in my head. It was just, yeah, who I was. And I never really questioned if this was even what I wanted because it was so, like, true for me, the whole, like, my whole life, basically. Um, Like, yes, I did do things um, as well as swimming or St. John's, which is like a first aid thing for kids to learn about. But dance was always what I knew I like just wanted. And I did have times where I was like, do I really want to do this? But I always came back to the conclusion that if I didn't want it, I wouldn't be where I am now. Um, So, yeah. And then I feel like when I really started to find myself as 
a human being without dance was actually when I, after I graduated from Ivansson, from my um, School of Contemporary Dance in Germany, I basically travelled through Europe, um, America, and I did this all on my own. I didn't really feel like I needed anyone else because I was so inspired with what I wanted to see. And I even forgot I was a dancer. Like, I would just introduce myself as Vicky and even, like, remember I was a dancer halfway through the conversation. And that's when, yeah, when I really, like, found things I wanted to do or wanted to see without the need of worrying, is this going to be okay for my injuries? Will I be able to dance? Because I didn't need to or I didn't feel I needed to worry about it. And... Yeah, I mean, I've, I have realised that now being back home in New Zealand and having really done things without dance being a huge part of my life, that I still need dance to be who I am and it still is what it, – it is a big part of me because I can't really, yeah, express myself in any other way apart from through dance. Like I can speak to people, yet it's not – my easiest way of communicating so yeah dance is like my outlet and my way of being who I really am wow that's so nice to hear Uh, (laughs) thank you for that I I can really relate because once dance becomes like such a big part of your life it's just yeah I'm a dancer and it's part of my personality and like I find that once you really start dancing and you really start like putting all that time and effort into it, you can never go back. You can never not be a dancer, right? Exactly. Yeah. Once once you've signed up to it, there's either no going back or you stop and that's it. Um yeah. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty cool. But also you can never go back and unlearn all of the learn things you learned from being creative, right? From being creative through that um channel of dance. So uh when you when you talk about you know being a dancer and that also kind of shaping a part of who you are how would you say that creativity now finds its way into your life like do you still dance a lot do you dance every day like you used to uh do you find it in different ways how has creativity been a part of your life ever since you graduated so to speak okay so I'm going to define dance and creativity as kind of two different things, um, Mm -hmm. even though I am creative through dance. Um, So I'm going to, for a daily basis at the moment, say that I dance when I feel like it. I don't necessarily have a plan every day I need to dance this amount. I find um, just movement itself, it doesn't have to necessarily be dance or a type of dance or a style. I can really come back to myself through yoga or through through tai chi to just really um connect with who i am and express my feelings um yet if i'm listening to the radio or a song comes on and i'm in the middle of something i will get up and i will dance because i feel like it in that moment so in that sense i feel dance will 
still be a part of my daily life even if I don't necessarily say I'm going to dance for this amount of time or I'm going to create this right now. Coming back to the, my creativity, um, I've always kind of choreographed or had things or ideas floating in my head and very often I would write that down straight away. Yeah, so that when I do have the inspiration to create, I'll already have different things already going on or ideas that are like in place. Um, but for example, currently I've had an idea from about November. So a good like four months, four or five months. I've had this idea, but I couldn't really put my finger on what it was. I just had it like this idea or this feeling of there's something, but I am not sure what it is. So even if I'm not literally choreographing anything, I'll have creative things coming and going so that when I do have the inspiration, when I can put my finger on what it is, then that's when I'll start to really dive into whatever that idea is at that moment. Wow, that is really interesting. Thank you for sharing that. So now I'm kind of interested in with that idea from that you've had since then on, how are you playing around with it? What are you kind of doing to keep it alive? Meaning that if you had to give people advice on their own creative process and how to proceed with ideas and what to kind of do to go through that process of choreographing or creating um, and making something of that idea, what would you like tell them? I'm going to start with saying I used to not do this at all. I used to, when I had an idea, I would jump straight into it. Um, my advice now, though, if you are in that place of I've got something, but I'm not sure what it even is, I personally would say give it some time to unfold. You can write down key things. Um, for example, I had just like words floating in my head they wouldn't even be sentences but just things that maybe even describe what the feeling or what the idea is for you write those down and just keep the idea fresh in your head even if yes maybe you don't think about your idea for a while but if it really is important to you it'll keep coming back into your thoughts and into your inspirations um so the steps that I've been taking on this certain idea were basically I talked to people um talk to friends talk to other dancers about this idea that I have even if I don't really know how to call it or what to say um but it's yeah it's more about describing it and by talking about it you also bring it more into life um, and then I would, um, even in like yoga or Tai Chi, I would find myself thinking about it again because that was the kind of energy that that idea was coming from. So um, if you do find that, yes, certain movements or certain times of the day you're thinking about it, really make note of when you're thinking about it and what you're doing when you are creatively on a roll, I'm going to say. Um, so yeah, so I've had this idea for a while and it's been going in my head, but I didn't really take a step yet because I didn't feel confident enough that it was really secure. I'm going to say it wasn't really, um, a, 
enough for me to go on. So if you are in a place where it's it doesn't feel right, don't go. I'm going to say even if it's hard to wait, really just yeah, keep making notes on what it what it could be, what might be there. Um, and when the inspiration comes, you know, you will know that it's there. Um, for me, the inspiration actually came like a couple of days ago or last week. I'm not hundred percent sure, um, when it was, but I felt inspired. I was walking along the beach and I just saw that the waves were like crashing on the beach and then going out again. And without even thinking about my idea, I just started speaking unconsciously even just certain words that were coming to my mind I just started speaking out loud um thankfully no one else was around to (laughs) hear what I was saying or what I was (laughs) rambling on about but um yeah I had these like words and it it was about a good half an hour of me just like rambling on and I didn't even know where where the ideas were coming from they were just like rolling and then I suddenly had about three sentences and they kind of intertwined with each other and they kind of gave me more of an idea on what this idea is that I was thinking about. So it's kind of like you're trying to find where the puzzle pieces of your idea fit together. So after my walk, I came home and I wrote down these three sentences, quite short sentences, and I just had the urge to start playing with these sentences um and I guess it depends on how you feel in the moment you can um I guess start playing with these ideas through movement or through um yeah whatever you feel that you need to do in that moment um so what I did was I just started putting on some music and just started playing with how these words or these sentences worked together so then I created this voiceover by literally improvising through those sentences um on the idea that I'd had and then I like re-listened to it and I felt so inspired that I didn't even question if it was good or if it was right, if it was wrong. It was just, it felt like that was it. That was what I wanted. And then I started improvising on that voiceover and music. And I then started having more ideas for how this will become something or how to make it into something physical. Yeah, so... That's where I'm currently at with this idea. And I have no idea where it's going to go. And I think that's the really cool thing about being in the creative process because it is a process. You're not really going to know where an idea is going to take you until you're finished. And that's what I'm going to say also when you do feel stuck or when you feel like you're somewhere and you've got something but you're not sure where it's going or what it even is, don't give up on the fact that it's, not maybe where you want it to be because if if you were where you wanted to be you'd already be finished and so the process of creating is the process it's not having a creation it's creating what is currently processing for you was really touched by what you just said that it's really about the process because i was doing some research on how art is important And I actually got a really nice quote from um, someone who said that 
art is about the process and not about the result, that that process is the art, not just the end result, which exactly. was which is something that I thought was very interesting of how you said that. And yeah, so I do have a question for you. The problem of uncertainty, like mm -hmm. I'm someone who I deal with, sometimes I deal with the problem that if something is uncertain, if my future especially is uncertain, like I have these moments of fear of like sometimes even a little bit of anxiety that I'm like, oh my God, how am I supposed to deal with this? I don't know what's going to happen. I don't even know where I'm going to be or what I'm supposed to be doing. And if you're talking about your your creativity, your project, and you're saying you don't even know where it's going to be, and you sound so comfortable with not knowing. And I don't know, it's just like, it sounds like you're so comfortable with it. And <laughs> are you? Really? Or is it something that you've learned to be comfortable with? Or like, how would you say or help people to deal with the uncertainty of, I don't know where my art project is going to go. I don't know where my creativity is going to take me. And to come to the point to say, and I'm okay with that. Okay, that's a very interesting question. Um, I'm going to say my answer to being uncertain with where you are currently at as a dancer or in your career, for me, is a complete different answer to if I'm stuck in creating something. Um, I would say just like any other dancer at the beginning of their career, just kind of fresh out of their diploma. Yeah, everyone's freaking out. Everyone is same here. Like just I have no idea where I'm going. And I do agree with that is a very, very hard place to be in terms of you can influence yourself a lot, yet it's very, very difficult for you to influence where you're going to go because things that influence you are out of your control. So I think it has a lot to do with trusting that whatever is coming into your life right now is what's meant to be in your life at that moment in time. Does, yeah, does that make sense? Does that, should I elaborate on that or... I think it makes sense. It's, you know, easier said than done sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. it makes sense, I mean, to trust. Mm -hmm. I think now you were talking more about um, as a dancer. What about yeah. the creative process? Okay. Yeah. So in a creative process, um, I know it's if you've got a time limit, if it needs to be done by a certain time and you're stuck and you feel this, pressure or you maybe put yourself under pressure without realizing it that um is also a very kind of challenging place to be because you you know you should be somewhere else and you're not there yet or you have something and it's not where you want it to be yet um and I feel whenever you whenever I am stuck there's no point in trying to get it somewhere if you just keep going round and round in circles um it can sometimes really help to just stop wherever you are because the more you try to push yourself or push against the energy that's not going anywhere anyway you're not going to go anywhere but like if you keep walking against the wall you're not going to get through it 
Um, so sometimes really taking a step back, it can feel like you're wasting your day if you've just started your morning and nothing's really going anywhere. Um, but then really go and do something that will put you back into the creative flow. Do something for yourself. It doesn't even have to have anything to do with dance, but maybe go out into nature, go out into the sunlight and just feel really what is present for you in that moment. And you might even find out why you're not getting anywhere creatively. Maybe you are just so stressed that no creative energy can flow because all your brain is thinking about is that deadline. Um, so as easy as it sometimes is to be like, yeah, just forget about it for a bit, just sleep on it, and it keeps on going in your head, and it's like, I can't, I, I have to do this, I don't have time, I have to do this. That isn't going to be productive. So I would say, yeah, when you really can't get anywhere, just maybe even distract yourself from what you're trying to do at that time. But yeah, to really get those juices, those that creativity, that energy flowing, you need to stop the energy that's preventing you from getting to where you need to be. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. That's It's something that I do sometimes as well. I just like do something that completely changes my perspective. I also like to like have a perspective shift. One of the <laughs> things I love to do, it's probably really weird to be sharing, but I just like lay down flat on my back on the floor on like the cold hard floor and just look at the ceiling and just go like brain give me inspiration and sometimes it works it doesn't work all the time but sometimes <laughs> a random idea comes and I feel like this perspective shift is just really good <laughs> like literal perspective shift ah that's interesting yeah because yeah I feel I mean even just the fact that if you are creating and Typically, if you're stuck, you'll be looking down and everything will be kind of closed. But yeah, if you lie on your back and you look up, that just changes not only your physical, but your kind of metaphorical looking up rather than looking downwards. Oh, my God. I never thought of that. I never right? <laughs> really understand my own way of coping with a stuck, like being stuck in creativity. Uh, thanks, Vicky. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, from a different perspective, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting. Okay, I'm glad I shared it with you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it's really nice to have a different perspective on learning how people are creative because I think that every single person out there has their own way of coping, has their own way of dealing with how am I going to create something how am I going to choreograph something like everyone has their own twist to it but I think one of the best things to do when we're stuck is to actually get inspired by other people so it's really nice to hear this from you because now even when I'm stuck I can like think back to what you're saying and like just remember what you do and you know it might work for me or it might not but I think it would be definitely it would be good to try and to try something different and that's how us artists can really learn from each other and be supportive towards each other. Mm, exactly, yeah. Actually, yeah. one thing on that, um, that when you are stuck, it's very easy for an artist to 
not even accept that we're stuck because we're so focused on getting somewhere we we don't even see that it's not going anywhere so sometimes yeah literally stopping and taking a break even that's the, even though that's the exact opposite of what you want to do sometimes even that will just make it clear for you that it's not working and to really then be brave enough to be like okay it's fine it's not working right now but that doesn't mean it's not going to work for me tomorrow or in half an hour and yeah just letting go of the fact that it's not working because the more you hold on to it's not getting anywhere is going to be completely counterproductive yeah yeah that makes sense um, so would you say that us dancers or maybe even us artists are tend to be like hard on ourselves? Like we have to prove something to someone, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, 100% correct. <laughs> yes. Or well, I mean, personally for myself, maybe not everyone feels that. Um, but yes, uh, we, um, something my um, lifelong teacher, or she helped me grow up, Um, something she said is as a dancer we are our own instrument so um, for example if you play play an instrument you would probably be hard on yourself from a technical point of view yet um, if the instrument is broken you wouldn't blame yourself Mm, yeah that's a good point so um, yeah I mean I had quite a big or not big injury but it just prevented me from dancing for about half and half a year and even getting back into dance took a very very long time um, because I didn't want to push and I didn't want to go too far again so that mentally does a lot because we are only human at the end of the day um, but as dancers we we are even more critical on ourselves than maybe normal human beings because I guess we're trained also to push ourselves past what we're aiming for a lot of the time. Yeah, definitely. I can uh, relate to that very well. When I had my concussion, I definitely pushed past a little bit too much and I ended up back in bed where I was supposed to stay, but I didn't because I felt the pressure that I have to dance and I have to prove to my teachers that I can go through this even if it's difficult, even if I'm in pain. And it's like we dance through pain. It's, I mean, on the one hand, it shows how dedicated we are and how important it is to us. But on the other hand, it um, it can break us. <laughs> like literally, it can break the instrument. I love that. It, the, the instrument metaphor is really, really cool. And actually, on the other side of the scale to what you were just saying about um, pushing too far, um, I was actually mentally, I'm going to say, pretty hard on myself with the fact that I didn't let myself push myself because of my injury. I would tell myself, you're only doing this much for the certain time, for this week. You're only going to do this much the next week you're only going to go as far as this and I guess that gave me the or it prevented me from pushing too far but it was very very interesting because I I told my teachers um who I knew I probably should have 
proven more that I wanted this. But um, I would say in an exam, I'm only doing this much. I don't want to push. And that was respected by the teachers. Yet at the end of one exam, it was very interesting. I didn't expect it at all. Um, my ballet teacher actually told me that um, I should have jumped in the exam. I should have done the jumping exercises. And for me, being very self-critical anyway, thought, ah, oh, I didn't do enough. I didn't let myself push myself enough. And that immediately was like, oh, my God, why did I not do that? But later, when I um, came back into my routine and was, I'm going to say, even brave enough to push, because I think part of it was also I was scared of going too far. Just the statement that she said that I technically was able to jump and I should have let me basically step past my fear of what if this is not going to work? What if jumping is going to ruin um, all the slow work that I've led up to into slowly getting back into it? What if that really does ruin all that time and I have to start all over again? Just even though that sentence of you should have jumped was actually quite negative, I saw it more as she believed I can jump. She knew I could jump. And that really turned it around for me. And I was like, I can jump. I was like, I can actually jump. And I believed it. And I did. I jumped um, afterwards. And it was insane because you actually, you're, you can train your brain into thinking things sometimes that aren't even true for your body. You can say, oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. This might not. Yet all of that doubt can stop you from actually pushing. So yes, there is a huge difference in finding that fine line of going too far and doing not enough. So it's, I think, even as a dancer to really listen to the body and giving the brain and the thoughts a bit of a break and really tuning in to what is there currently and then working with an injury rather than against it, I find personally is what really works. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It really does. I think um, I, in general, I think that, which is also what our ballet teacher said, that there's two types of people. There's the people who push too much and then there's the people who push too little. And I think it's not, it's not the person. It's not like the personality. It's more of a how much do they let their brain trick themselves into thinking that they're either fine when they're really not or into that they're not fine when they really are more fine than they think they are. If, yeah, that makes sense. But yes. what that also raised as a question is how that how our brain and how our thinking patterns would also then actually create a lot of the blocks in a creative process. Because if you're saying that, you know, your brain kind of stopped you from jumping when actually you were able to, and you were technically able to, you were strong enough, you, you've taken those steps, but you were just a little bit too afraid, could then technically that same brain also cause a block in thinking that 
you're not ready to take the next step with your creative project. You're not um, you're not there yet. People are going to think this and this or like to stop yourself. And then actually the block that you created is completely self-made. Is that possible? What do you think? Yes. This is actually reminding me of my former choreographic style. Yeah. So your brain, um, I think, can really stop you. Um, as you said, by blocking you from doing maybe even what you are capable of. But if you're, if you're, yeah, stopping yourself from creating what you are able to, you won't even know what you are capable of. So, um, yeah, if you really take that leap into whatever it is that is present for you or what is really true for you in that moment there should be nothing in your brain that is saying oh but what if they think this oh they might not like how this looks is this okay all of that that your brain comes up with and that um you are taught is that whole audience's perspective that um external opinions as a choreographer shouldn't even affect you until maybe you have created what you've created and even then if someone doesn't like or has a different opinion to your piece or your creation that doesn't mean that that's what it is that's just somebody's opinion of what you've made or what you've done um so yeah coming to like how I used to um choreograph like yeah I would always think okay does this look all right is this what I'm wanting people to think when I do this movement or does this movement look like what I want someone to see and I was very like um aware of the visual aspects of what I was creating I would film absolutely everything I would even I think film it from different angles and see if it was all exactly how I wanted it to be and to portray literally what I wanted to show because lots of my pieces were about the message were about the meaning and I do take a lot of credit for the fact that I've always kind of wanted a message I've always wanted there to be a reason for creating something um because personally I need yeah I need a story or I need a message otherwise why am I creating something that doesn't mean anything to me or doesn't say anything um which comes to basically the fact that dance is a way of expressing myself and communicating or showing a certain idea so yeah I would um yeah basically plan my whole choreography out of what I wanted people to see or think. Whereas now I think that any creation, any art can be whatever the person that's looking at it sees it as. Now when I do think of creating or do have ideas or choreograph, um, I'm not focused on the plan of it. I'm not focused on what it looks like, what people should think. It's more what I'm feeling at that moment and I think it has a lot to do with like your intuition at that time because if you're creating something and you are so certain one day that it's going to go in this direction and then the next day 
you kind of turn it around and go somewhere else. That's fine. That's absolutely okay. And I used to always be like, no, but I'm not following my plan. Um, yet that coming back to the process, like that is what the process is about. It's the fact that you don't know where it's going. And um, another thing that I always was worried about was what people would think. And as dancers, you're naturally just going to think that way, even if nobody tells you that. But you're always trying to show what you can do or what you are doing or if it's right. With contemporary, there are no black and whites. There are no rights and wrongs. There are no yes and no's. So I actually, the last choreography that I did, I didn't even film any thing that I created I only really saw my creation when I had performed it on stage and that for me was quite risky because I didn't know if people were going to like it because I hadn't even seen it myself yet that's exactly what I wanted I wanted to show what was present for me from an emotional from a atmospheric point or even energetical point of view and it like I got a lot of feedback I asked a lot of people what they thought because um I was always quite scared of asking like hey what do you think because as a dancer you you're trying to look for approval a lot of the time um yet if someone didn't quite get something or wasn't 100% sure of what something was I was happy because it gave that space for someone to think after they had seen it. It gave people something to maybe even keep in mind for a while afterwards because if you see a piece and you feel nothing or you don't even think about anything or it doesn't trigger anything that you can relate to, you might as well not have seen anything. So, yeah, that was that kind of really, like, yeah, inspired me to the way I'm creating things now is to just go with however I feel right now without really knowing what it's going to look like or even seeing what I'm creating because it's not about the steps it's not about what people are going to think it's not about if it's right or wrong it's what it is um and what it is is going to be completely different to what someone else sees it as but that's fine that's a very very good point and very interesting and I think that we can take a lot of inspiration, a lot of thoughts from everything that you've just shared. And I think we're we're out of time now to continue. I mean, we could go on with this for hours and hours, but oh, yeah. you know, there's a little bit of time limit on podcasts. But yeah, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and your experiences. I think that it's very interesting how every single person has their own experience of how they create and how they are creative and I think whether artists or not that it's very very important to be creative and to let that creativity flow and I think for every single human being out there especially during all the quarantine time right now it's really important to learn to trust to be okay with not knowing, which is what we talked about, and to let go of the end result, like to let go of 
how things have to be at the end of all of this, because frankly, no one knows. And I think for the first time in the history of our lifetime, no one, literally no one knows. No one knows what's going to happen. And this really mimics the creative process that you were talking about, that you're just taking something, you're writing things down, you're you're looking at, okay, how does it how do I feel about it today? How am I going to work with it today? If you're blocked, then you just sleep over it. You don't do something for a day. And I think that kind of just also reflects how we could be living our quarantine life right now and um, letting that flow happen. So, yeah, yeah, thank you so much for everything, Vicky. And um, it's been really nice to connect with you. <laughs> thank you for letting me share um, and basically ramble on since I don't have a lot of people to talk to now anyways being quarantined but yeah I am going to repeat one thing that I said especially being in quarantine at the moment whatever it is that you're doing in quarantine even if it's doing nothing in particular it is about the process and it doesn't matter if you don't know where this leads to because if you knew where it led to you'd already be there Wow, that is a really good last point. If you knew where it led to, you'd already be there. Thank you so much, Vicky, for this amazing interview. I personally think that I've learned a lot, and I hope that all you listeners out there, that you could take something from this as well and for your own creative process. And yeah, um, I'm going to be posting a few links where you can find Vicky's art in the description below so if you're interested just go ahead and check her out and with that i would like to say goodbye and wishing you a beautiful day